You're listening to Overcome the Overwhelm for Special Needs Moms with Lauren Lowry. Well, hello, my friend, and welcome back to Overcome the Overwhelm. I am absolutely in love with the episode I have for you today. I think that the information that I'm about to give you is literally, oh, it's just chef's kiss, as the Gen Zers say. (laughs) It is just perfection. But before we dive into that, I have a very exciting announcement. So the doors to surviving the holidays are back open. And if you missed this last year, what this is, is surviving the holidays is my mini program, my mini group coaching program that I offer this time of year that is just magical. That's really the best way to say it. (laughs) It's one of my absolute favorite things. Last year was the first year we did it. And it's just absolutely one of my favorite parts of this time of year. I really loved the connection that it brought to so many moms. And I loved the just the community of it. And this year, we're going to do it a little bit different. So we're going to be providing some new materials. And this year is really focused on reducing the stress and the overwhelm that this time of year can bring. Because I want you to be able to enjoy the holidays and to really actually focus on the things that matter most to you, the things that are important to you, like spending time with family and those traditions and just being around the ones that you love. Instead of feeling like you're always running behind and rushing to get things done. And I want you to have just more of like a sense of peace, of contentment and calm instead of all that overwhelm. And this group, it's really going to provide support from moms who get it. Moms who understand what it is like to have a child that maybe is 8, 9, 10 years old, teenager, even adult. But yet you're still shopping in the toddler aisle or, you know, dealing with sensory overload whenever you go over to a family member's house for Thanksgiving or Christmas. I guess this would be after Thanksgiving, so Christmas. And it's just about reducing all of that overwhelm and that stress so that you can enjoy the season. And the beautiful thing is, is everything that we learn in this program, everything that I teach you in this program It's not just for the holidays. It's for the whole year. You can apply this to every aspect, every day, every 365 days of the year, not just one. So I'm very excited. Doors are open for that officially. If you want to grab your spot, because I do like to keep it a small, intimate group. So if you want to grab your spot, just go to LowryLifeCoaching.com forward slash holiday. So L-O-W-E-R-Y LifeCoaching.com forward slash holiday. I will also put that in the show notes. So grab your spot. I cannot wait. I would love to see you there. So today's episode, we're going to talk about, it's kind of like a little taste of what you can expect in surviving the holidays, right? In that program. Three ways to make the rest of the year easier. And as we're going through these tips or these rules or whatever you want to call them, I want you to remember that You can take what helps and leave the rest. If there is a suggestion I have here that you're like, no, that's not what I, I can't do that. I don't want to do that. That's just too much or that doesn't help me. That is absolutely fine. That is a okay. Everything that I offer, 
everything that I, you know, even just saying to my clients in sessions, if I suggest something and it does not resonate with you, that just means it just, it wasn't for you, right? And so just have that as like in the back of your head that that's okay if one of these steps does not work for you or if it doesn't really apply to you. That is perfectly fine. So take what you need and leave the rest. You can take all three. You can take one. You can take none. It is up to you and your unique life and what works for you because all of our brains are so different. What helps me may not help you and what helps you may not help me. Because we're all different, just like our kids. You know, we should be the queens of understanding what that means to be different, right? So tip number one is decide on areas that you can make things easier for yourself over the next couple of months. Because as this episode is coming out, we're in the week before Thanksgiving. Like things are about to get busy with a capital B. We've got all the different parties. We've got family events. We've got, you know, going to see Christmas lights. We've got the class parties and all the gifts you have to buy and just all the holiday programs, the band concerts, the, you know, little school programs that they have, the awards. I know a lot of schools even do like awards assemblies for the first half of the year. And this time of year can be busy. So I want you to decide on areas of your life that you can make things easier just over the next couple of months. Doesn't mean that this is how, how you have to do it for the rest of eternity. No. <laughs> just pick areas of your life that you don't necessarily care as much about, but they still maybe necessarily have to get done. But once you decide on what truly matters to you and what just really you don't care about as much, right? Or it can't matter to you as much over the next couple of months. Because this first step is really about saying, what do I really want to prioritize? And asking myself, what do I care about? What do I want to care about right now? And this is a great tool for not just the holiday season, not just the end of the year time of, you know, busyness, (laughs) but in all different seasons of your life. When kids get sick or going through a really big illness, or maybe they had surgery, or maybe you just have a lot going on. I know the month of May is like that for me. It is very just chaotic. That is a busy month for me. Just has been for my entire life for some reason. (laughs) You have all the end of school stuff, right? So I want you to ask yourself on this one, what do I want to be easy? Right? Do you want to prioritize? What do I want to prioritize? Do I want to prioritize spending time with family? Do you want to prioritize your holiday traditions? Maybe one of your favorite ways to show love to others is by cooking and hosting Christmas or Thanksgiving at your house. And if that is you, then you might prioritize the food you are cooking and the decorations that you want to put up and making your house really beautiful. But make a decision on what you truly care about. That is the first step. What is going to matter to you over the next few weeks? And then, with those things in mind, write them out even. Just a few. Just a couple things. Think about what just isn't as important to you or just doesn't have the same meaning to you. For instance, if you and your kids just genuinely don't care if you have Christmas-themed pajamas 
but you all really love watching Christmas movies together. Maybe you like watching The Grinch or the Santa Claus series on Disney Plus, you know. Guess what? Don't do the pajamas. Let that go. Instead, put your focus on the movie night and making it special in ways that you truly care about and that your family cares about. You might also have areas where you don't care or they just aren't as important. They can't be as important, but they still have to get done. We have a lot of those in our lives. Maybe it's making dinner, laundry, things like that. Think about things that have to be done, but just, I mean, are they really our number one priorities? Probably not. They might be, but probably not. So for something like weeknight dinners, and this might not be for everyone, again, on this exact specific example, because maybe you really do show your love through food. But for me, for example, no, don't care. (laughs) But, you know, we all have to eat still. We still have to have kids every single night. My husband, right? Everyone's just like, yep, man, got to make dinner again. Dang it. Forgot that was coming up. (laughs) But deciding... To just let weeknight dinners be easy means you are letting go of dinners being perfect or ideal in that area, which might normally be a standard of always, maybe, you you know, typically your ideal is having a cooked dinner with a vegetable and a meat. So whenever you decide that during this period of time, over the next two months, I am going to let dinners be easy. There's several different ways you could do that. It might look like meal delivery kits, like those HelloFresh or whatever. I have never personally tried those, but I know a lot of people that swear by those during the busy seasons of their lives. Or maybe it's just saying, yeah, you know what? We're going to have cereal for dinner at least once a week. It's great. It's perfect. Fills everyone up. We got some iron and some calcium, right? (laughs) So it's not that dinner and eating doesn't matter necessarily, but it can't matter as much as other things right now. Our focus cannot be on weeknight dinners and still, you know, and things like that and still be focused on the things that matter most to us. You can also let it be easy by calling in those random favors or those offers of help. You know, like people say to us all the time, let me know if you ever need anything. How can I help you guys? You need anything? You know, usually we're just like, oh, no, no, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or if your parents or your in-laws or close family members live, you know, close by, and maybe they aren't necessarily able to help out by watching your children and taking that aspect of, you know, the load off of you, right? We're running into that one as Leo gets bigger. You know, he's kind of been like 40 pounds and he's just complete dead weight, right? He has zero tone pretty much. Like he's like a newborn, you know, he can't sit up and stuff. He is not a newborn but I mean like his tone. So some of our relatives just aren't able to lift him safely and do that physical aspect of watching him and caring for him. But those family members, they still want to help. They still want to be a part of our lives and be a part of his life because it brings people joy to help others, especially people that we love. So those people in your life that are offering help, find ways that maybe they can make things easier. But maybe it's grandma, like your mom or your mother-in-law, right? Grandma to your kids going to the class parties or the school assembly instead of you. Delegate where you can. You need to free up your time for the things that matter most to you. You can't do it all, right? 
Or maybe you have like a, a teenage niece or nephew that is looking for some extra holiday money so they can buy something for their girlfriend or boyfriend. <laughs> and if you have the ability to pay them a little bit, I'm not saying like, oh, let's go through the crazy roof to pay a teenager, but like pay them to come fold your laundry for you or to wrap gifts for you, something you really don't care about. You've decided that, nope, I'm going to let this one be easy. I'm going to let go of this one. Yeah, your laundry folding might be a little lumpy, might be a little messy, but guess what? Offloading that task to someone else, it freed up some free time for you, right? Time that you can focus on something that you do care about, that you enjoy, or maybe even just gave you time to rest so you can be your best self on those things that you really want to put your focus in. Like, the movie night or going to look at Christmas lights or serving a beautiful Thanksgiving dinner. Freeing up the time for the things that don't matter as much to you, that gives you the capacity to handle the things that do. So ask yourself, what can I let be easy over the next couple of months? Now, number two is decide on one gift to give all the teachers and the therapist and the, you know, your child's aid at school and your coworkers, your extended family. We have a lot of those just extra little gifts. So I don't necessarily mean gift for your spouse or your kids or things like that. You can't apply it in a way to those, but that's that's beside the point. So, but as special needs families, we tend to have a lot of those little extra gifts to get. Right? My daughter has one teacher, but my son, he has three therapists, two teachers, and an aide. So six people that I'm just immediately able to think of right now that are really big parts of his life and our lives as a family. And so, of course, we want to show our love and appreciation to them. Now, side note here, I am not saying you have to do this. You do not have to get them gifts. That is not what I'm saying here. So please do not think that that is a requirement because <laughs> it is absolutely not. But we personally in our family, we like to do this if we can and when we can. So if you're in that same boat and you do like to do those little gifts, you might consider buying one gift, the same gift for everyone. And how this makes life easier is that it reduces decision fatigue. You only have to make one decision. You only have to decide once. It saves you time. It saves you energy. It keeps you from feeling overwhelmed. It is one less thing added to your mental load to deal with. Now, if you're thinking, eh, it feels a little too impersonal. Like, how can I just get the same exact thing for everybody? Like, that's not, that's not, you know, great. <laughs> or maybe they all like different things and they have very different personalities. You can absolutely still apply this tip. You just got to tweak it a little bit. We got to adjust it. And there's a couple of different interpretations of this rule, if you will, this tip that you can go with. The first thing is doing the same thing for everyone. So every teacher, therapist, coworker, whoever, but adding a personal touch to it. So this could be doing something like baking a big batch of chocolate chip cookies and dividing them up into some sort of container that can be repurposed and used afterwards, something cute, and including like a handwritten recipe card for those cookies. So it's just some way to add a personal touch to a gift, even if it is the same gift for everyone. <laughs> 
that kind of helps like it's not impersonal and cold and just unloving, right? No, it's still very loving. And it really shows whenever you add that personal touch to it. Now, the second way that you can alter this tip or this rule is by having the same theme or gift formula for everyone. I like this one the best, probably. <laughs> because when people do the formula of, you know, have you ever heard it? Something you want, something you need, something to wear, something to read. That is essentially following a gift giving formula. Helps them make decisions faster and easier. It helps reduce the decision fatigue again. And you are less likely to get overwhelmed by the infinite amount of options and ideas. I mean, have you ever just scrolled Amazon's gift giving guides? Like, it's an endless pit of time sucking just hours. You could be on there for hours and never get to the end of it. There's no end. So maybe this theme helps you stay on task and find gifts for everybody in a quicker way. <laughs> so maybe it's a theme of something like something for their desk or something that helps them feel pampered and luxurious. My personal favorite theme to do for someone or for people, you know, something like this, it's called a, a huga bas basket. I cannot say this word, guys. <laughs> <laughs> which if you aren't familiar with this term, you don't even know if I'm saying it wrong. I, I definitely am. It's H-I-G-G-E. Hig, hug, higa. I don't know. <laughs> it is a term. I think it's Dutch maybe. But it means things like warm and cozy things, comfortable. And it's this mindset about taking a break from all the hustle and bustle and just slowing down, relaxing, enjoying the simple, comfy things in life. I absolutely love this term. It's one of my absolute favorites, even though I can't pronounce it. And I love using it for like as a theme for gift baskets. So my Yuga gift baskets look different from one person to the next, but I fill them with anything that is just cozy feeling. So sometimes there are items like candles or fuzzy socks. Um, maybe it's like a mug and some fancy coffee or tea or fancy hot cocoa mix. It typically, you know, it's, it's different for everybody. And I typically have like a color or a color scheme for each person that I use. So like for, if I have three different people to get these for, one might be blue things, the other might be green things, and the other might be orange things. Like it's just random. I don't necessarily put much thought into the color scheme of each, but it just helps me look for items in that color to put together. And it keeps me organized. It keeps my brain on track. <laughs> and having this theme, it really keeps that squirrel brain, right? That has a million and one ideas for each person. I could do this. I could do that. Oh, maybe this over here. This is really cute. I should get this candle. And oh no, I forgot. I already bought that whatever for them two months ago that I forgot about, right? <laughs> so you end up having all of that going on. And what ends up happening is you end up not buying anything, and then having to rush around at the very last minute, like, oh my gosh, I didn't get a gift for them. It's Christmas Eve, and I've got to go rush out and try to find something. So having this theme keeps you on track, saves you time, saves you mental energy, and just makes things easier. And now this is not an official tip by 
any means. But we'll just label this as like a little bonus tip to add on to this. You can actually buy gorgeous gift baskets of like all different themes in all different price ranges that are already done and put together on Etsy, right? There's even these Hugo baskets and they're just so cute. And this is supporting a small business owner on Etsy. So that can always feel good too, that you're helping them and their family and they are helping you by making life easier for you and saving you time because you're not having to go out to the store and find all these things. You can let it be easy. Let gift giving be easy. <laughs> so number three is saying no. I know so many of us are people pleasers. Raise your hand. I'm raising my hand right there with you because we want to make others happy. We want to do all the things for them. We want to be approved by them and be helpful and be accepted. But what can end up happening especially at this time of year, is that we have lots of extra requests. We have invitations to holiday parties. We have just different opportunities that come up. And if we end up saying yes to them, and then we have that overly full schedule, it adds to the overwhelm. It adds to the general chaos, and it makes you feel like you're constantly on the go. It's not exactly a relaxing and joyful season. Because if you're stressed out, because you are constantly at some different event or some different holiday party or some different group or whatever every night of the week, you are not going to be able to be calm and present and connecting with your family members whenever you're with them. Maybe that's your priority is spending time with family and your kids and your spouse. You're not going to be your best self if you're run ragged. If you feel like you're just constantly rushing and behind and overwhelmed and stressed out, you cannot show up as your best self. You're going to be easily frustrated. You might yell at the kids more. You might just kind of want to check out and not do the Christmas lights or decorate the tree with them. It's going to just affect your attitude because you're just doing too much. So this rule, it ties in with the first one because you have to decide what matters to you. Don't let anyone decide this for you. You don't have to say yes to every invitation. You get to decide what is important and what just can't be important to you right now. And that's okay. Because if we allow everything to be important to us, then what happens is nothing gets the time and attention it deserves. And therefore, nothing is important to us. So if you want the rest of this year to be easier, you have to get good at saying no, or at least better at saying no. <laughs> Even if you technically have the time to say yes, this is such a common thing. You're like, well, yep, technically I'm free that day, right? To help that person out, or maybe they've asked you to come help them, or maybe you get invited to a coworker's holiday party or something at church. And you're technically free that evening. You've got nothing on your schedule, but you're like, that doesn't tech that doesn't mean you have to say yes. I want you to remember this. Being free, oh yeah, I'm free. Yeah, I'm free that night. And having the time for something, that doesn't necessarily mean you have the capacity for it. 
And sometimes we just have to remind ourselves that we don't have to say yes in order for others to like us or love us or accept us. A really good example of this is going back to the class parties or all those class signups. I don't know about you, but my kids have had a lot of different class signups, a lot of different class parties this year. I use it as an example because I feel like it's just, it's a lot. It's just, it's not a big deal. It really isn't, but it's just the mental aspect of it. Remembering to get that thing you signed up for, you have to go to the school on that day and things like that, right? So you don't have to always be someone that signs up for those. I have noticed that my kids sign ups. Let's say it was for the Halloween party, right? For all the different foods that, you know, parents can bring and send with their kids and all the different little treats that they can send. Most of those fill up within the first couple of hours, couple of hours of it being released. Most of the time. That is how it is for our our school and our kids' classes. So I don't I have to remind myself of that though. Because I have this in my brain. I'll have this thought of like, oh, good moms sign up for these. Good moms volunteer in their classrooms when they need volunteers, parent volunteers. (laughs) But that is not always true. You don't always have to be the one that does it. It does not mean you're a bad mom or you're not doing enough or you're not showing up for your child. Because sometimes we have to say no in certain areas of our kids' lives so that we have the capacity, the energy, and the ability to say yes And to show up fully in the areas of their lives that mean more to us. You want me to be a kinder, more peaceful, calm, not yelling at my kids self on the weekends. Then maybe that means doing less throughout the week and not going to those things. Not attending that assembly. It's all about deciding what you care about and what you are going to decide matters this season, just for the next couple of months. Like I said, it's not what's going to matter for the rest of your life. (laughs) But I want to share. Because there's sometimes you get invites uh, to different things, right? Like I said, coworkers, or maybe it's just like kind of a ish friend, like a close friend. They're not close friend, but maybe it's like a Facebook friend ish. And they invite you to this holiday thing, or you have a group that maybe meets you just are like, ah, I just don't know. I don't really want to go. I don't really want to prioritize this. Maybe I can't prioritize this. But you still feel obligated to say yes because you don't want to offend anybody. And I just, again, want to remind you that you do not need to say yes in order for people to like you. So I wanted to give you some of my favorite go-to phrases that I use when I need to say no to something, even if I do kind of want to do it. Sometimes I just have to say, no, I don't. I cannot add that to my plate right now. It could be things like, I want to, but I can't. Or a phrase like, I really wish I could, but I just don't have the capacity for that at the moment. I really appreciate you thinking of me, but I unfortunately can't make it. Or even just simply, no, I can't. You don't owe them an explanation. (laughs) You don't owe them an apology for saying no. You are allowed to say no. You are allowed to turn down invitations because they're just invitations. They're not obligations, okay? So to recap, three ways to make your life easier are number one, let certain things be easy that you don't care about as much, right? Let them be easy. Figure out ways to make them be easy. Number two, decide on one gift. 
Decide on the gift theme. Make it easy on gift giving. Essentially, those are kind of, they're all related, let's be honest. It's all about deciding what's going to matter most to you over the next couple of months. Because <laughs> number three is saying no to things you don't care as much about. So you can say yes to things you do care more about. And that is how you're going to get through the next couple of months without wanting to pull your hair out and having a little bit more fun and enjoyment. All right. And I love you guys. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for joining me on today's episode of Overcome the Overwhelm. If you have questions or like more information, head on over to LowryLifeCoaching.com and I'll see you next week.